Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is the Court Today replay on C103. And keep your gardening questions coming in, please, because Peter Dowdell, the IrishGardener.com, joins us for the final one of uh, 2019. Good afternoon to you, Peter. And it's a day to head to the gardens <laughs> indoors. Yeah. Uh, that was what I said, a bit of armchair gardening and planning yeah, and, and all of that. Catalogs and garden books and things like that. And yeah. dream of those long summer months ahead. Yeah. And actually, that's exactly what Laura is. Laura is doing some planning. She's in Mayfield. She says, an item called an echo composter. You had it on Twitter and you said you were going to try it out. She wants to know, did you try it out and how was it? She saw one in Carlo. So to buy or not to buy, that is the oh, question. Oh, yes. I was trying to figure out which one she was talking talking about there when you, were, when you were talking but yes I remember and you know what uh, I did say that on social media because I was hoping to try one out but I haven't tried it out yet because I haven't um, I haven't I'm basically I'm too mean it's 200 euros and I haven't bought one okay. um, so I must try it out it's it one product of the year this year's Chelsea it's it's, uh, it's one of these composting units that will take food waste and garden waste but it promises to turn it into compost within if I'm right within I think to six weeks. Mm. So any, anybody anybody that has used a conventional composter will know that three to six weeks is kind of magic. So uh, I, do you know what? The short answer to the question, and I won't evade it, I haven't tried it, so I can't tell her, but uh, I have heard very, very good reports of it. But to yeah. win that prize at Chelsea, it would be pretty good, oh, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. It's, not going, it's not going to get product of the year at, at Chelsea, yeah. though, unless, it, unless it deserves it. And because I know when we spoke about composters before, the one that looks like the thing that you spin the bingo balls in, the round yes. one, the rotating yes. one, they're pretty yes. good, but they don't do it that quick. They don't do it that quick, but they do. But you see, the whole thing with, with composting is if you're composting your waste, you do need to agitate it. So, like, traditionally, the old-fashioned way, if you like, of doing it was, uh, and this is still practiced widespread, and it's still probably the best way of doing it, where you'd create a compost heap or a compost uh, area, and in, in different bays, so you'd have a bay of fresh waste, and then when it's full, you dig it over. You you dig it into the second bay, so you're dispersing the heat. The heat it gets quite hot in the centre, you see, and it's that heat that's breaking down the materials. So you need to spread that heat out, and you need to get the inside into the middle, or the outside of the pile into the mm. middle. If, I, if I'm describing my, describing it correctly, so the old-fashioned way of doing it was that you would dig it from one area to or to the next. So where the compost tumblers come into their own is that they're doing that for you. Yeah. So you're not digging it, and you're, but you're tumbling it. As you say, it's like the National Lottery draw drum. Um, it's tumbling it for you. So it's constantly uh, ensuring that what's on the outside is going into the inside and vice versa, dispersing the heat. And they do work well, they, but they, I mean, it will still take three to six months to break it down. 
which isn't long, really, but I mean, it's certainly not a, it's, it's certainly not as quick as what this one is promising. Now, the only thing to bear in mind, because there are several compost tumblers on the market, do bear in mind that one that you get has holes in it. Some of them don't have any holes, or maybe just one or two holes, and you need holes in them for the air to get in and for the liquid to drain out. I have seen some with no holes, and that's, that's going to lead to anaerobic um, composting, which is, very, number one, is very, very slow, but number two, the discharge of the effluent from that isn't, isn't necessarily uh, beneficial or, or good for the soil. Uh, so you do want to make sure if you're getting a compost tumbler that it does have holes in it, or else treat yourself to this. I can't even remember what it was called. The caller said they're an eco compost. Yeah, an, an eco or an echo. Eco, maybe it was eco. It's, it's yeah. written down as echo. It's probably an eco composter. Okay. All right, keep, yeah. keep a look out for that. It's kind of, it's, and when I do try it, I will certainly update Please do. And it's, it's, it would be a nice idea as well as a Christmas present for the gardener that does everything. I come here if anybody wants to. You know, you have a week a week to get it to me. I'll, I'll send my address, no problem. And you'd be only too <laughs> delighted. Okay, so other questions in. There was a question in earlier today from Margaret in McCroom. Could you please ask Peter, is it too late to set daffodil bulbs? Thanking you and have a happy Christmas. Well, thank you very much. And the same to you. But um, no, it's not too late at all. And if you have bulbs, daffodil bulbs, tulip bulbs, crocus, whatever they are, if you have them and you haven't planted them, they're not going to come to anything if you don't. Uh, in fact, they'll just probably rot away. So you've absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain by planting them. Uh, so do get them in, provided they're firm to the touch. If they're anyway soft or squishy, throw them out there, they're finished. But if, provided they're still firm to the touch, plant away. And you, you'll probably have your daffodils a bit later than normal, but that will rectify itself in the following year. But certainly, yes, plant away. And even when I know she's talking about daffodils, but if anybody's got tulips, I still haven't planted my tulips. I like the weather to get good and cold. Uh, which it did the last couple of days before I planted tulips. So any time from now on, I'll be planting my tulips. I'll, I'll hopefully do it over the Christmas break. Because Mike in Bantry obviously has too many bulbs and he's wondering, can you keep bulbs in a bag until next year? No, no. No, yeah, but no. he's better off just planting them out as well. Absolutely. OK, uh, also in, where's it gone here? Hi, Trish and uh, Peter. Um, I cut back an old sprawling apple tree. I cut it back hard in November. It's still very tall and big. It's got huge limbs. How hard could I go next year without damaging the tree? It was laden with apples again this year, says Jer in Newmarket. That's an did old Jer tree. Say, did Jer say it wasn't laden? No, it was. It was. It was okay. laden with apples again this yeah. year. Well, really, you've got a vigorous tree there, and with pruning it, what all you're doing is encouraging these new growth and new fruiting spurs to come. So you are going to, it is going to do this every year. Like the answer to the question is difficult to, uh, how far he can cut it back without damaging it. It's difficult to say without actually being there to see the tree and showing him. But like realistically, you, you can prune it back. You can prune them back very, very hard. You can prune back to within, like once you identify your main stems, within a few buds or a few nodes of those main stems. And you can reduce the main stem significantly as well. Uh, it, I know that that as an answer, that's you know difficult to visualise. But but realistically, without being there to show or to show a picture, yeah. it's hard hard to say it accurately. But I would I, I wouldn't be concerned about going too hard. Okay, and Billy in Formoy has an apple tree. Now, it's only three years old. He wants to move it. He thinks it's in the wrong location. Is it okay to move a tree that's three years old? Well, it's probably more than three, but it's been three years in that location. Yeah. So three years, you would it, it would have established to a certain degree at this point. So yes, uh, you do have to be careful, but you would say three years. No, it's not well established by any means. Uh, so you should be able to to move it. Now is the time to move anything in the garden. Uh, kind of between November and February is the time to do it uh, when the plant is dormant. So do it now. 
um, and get as big a root ball as possible because there is still, I mean, it goes without saying, it's three years in the soil. The roots are have gone into the fresh soil. So there is going to be a risk moving it. But after three years, that risk is still small enough. But do get as big a root ball as possible when you're moving it. A listener has a castor oil plant. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was fine when I bought it, but it's turning yellow and there are holes coming on to the leaves. Uh, does it need a feed? Yes, I would say with the yellow, it's probably a bit hungry. All right, the holes of the leaf, I'm not sure without seeing them. It could, could, well, I don't know actually without seeing it. I'm not even going to hazard a guess. But with the yellowing, I imagine it's a deficiency of something. Could be iron, could be magnesium. Um, if it's in, if you think it's in too small a pot, send us in a picture if you want of the, of the plant in the pot, and I'll see if it's in too small a pot or not. If it is in too small a pot, repotting it into good fresh compost will help. Uh, if it's, if it's if the pot looks like the right size, then a, a good feed will do it. Something like the bio gold or something like that is what I would use. Okay, Garode. Um, hi, could you ask Peter, please? When can I move a red robin? It was it was planted about four years ago. I want to move it from one side of the garden to the other side of the garden, as it simply got too big there. And when can you set a new one? Thanking you, Garode. Well. The last part of the question is the easiest part to answer. So when you can set a new one is kind of any time because they're all grown in pots now, so pretty much. So you can plant them any time of the year. So there's no root disturbance when you're planting from a pot. So that I would say plant away the new ones whenever you want. Uh, as regards moving a four-year-old one that's got too big, there is definitely a bit like the apple tree we were talking about a minute ago. Uh, when they're evergreen, number one, the risk is more substantial when you're moving it that you will lose it. So what I would say is cut it back now by about at least 50%. So cut it back hard. Uh, I would probably wait till after Christmas, wait till January, wait till we get a, hopefully a proper cold snap. For, for the evergreen plants, you want it to be really, really dormant. So you want it to be in the middle of a cold spell. So January is normally the time I'd recommend for moving evergreens like that. Cut it back by half, move it in January, do get as big, big a root ball as possible. Don't leave it out of the ground for any length of time. Move it straight into its new home. Uh, so have the whole dug first before you lift it. Um, and then, uh, uh, <laughs> as I always say, cross your fingers and pray to whatever God you <laughs> believe in that it's going to survive. And uh, next spring and summer, because you will have damaged some of the roots unavoidably in the move, you're going to have to help it get get water. So next spring and summer, it won't have fixed itself that quickly. So do make sure you're pouring water on it during any dry periods next summer. Okay, email in from Anne uh, to say, question for Peter, please. How do I go about planting a holly tree in my garden? There are a few holly trees growing in my home place, some of them producing red berries. Is it best to buy one at a garden centre or could I take a slip from an existing tree? Also, do I need to, the fact it's holly, do I need to plant a male and a female variety? Thanking you, says Anne. Okay, well, again, dealing with the, the final part of the question first. Yes, most hollies will require a male and a female. Um, so the, the, the male, the, some plants uh, just produce male flowers without getting too scientific about it and some just produce female flowers whereas m- most of our gardening pl- garden plants will have both are, are a flower with the same part, male and female on the same plant um, so you do need to plant a male and a female whether you're probably better off, I'm going to say you're better off to get one in a garden centre because the job is done for you. It's easier if you like it. You've got a rooted plant that's a few years old, so that you're not you're not losing that few years. You could, of course, try taking cuttings from the ones in your home place. Uh, and January, February, actually, for holiday is probably a good time to try it. Uh, but you will be number one. They're not the easiest to, to strike from cuttings, and number two, you will obviously be waiting a few years to get them to what you would get in a garden centre today. Um, so I would, say, and the other thing is with a garden centre. If you're if you go 
cuttings, you'll have to be careful to identify which one is male and which one is female. A lot but of work in that. There is a bit of work. Yeah, yeah. In the garden centre, you should be, they should be able to tell you which one is male and which is female. Okay, and Tom in, good luck with that, And Tom in Glenville says, best hedging for the top of a ditch for, a wi- for wildlife, white thorn or black thorn? I would say a mixture. I mean, the, the whole thing about promoting wildlife and promoting biodiversity is the greater the range of species you plant, the greater the range of, of species you'll, uh, of insect and wildlife species that you'll sustain. So I would say the best thing is not to have um, a one species hedge, particularly in a rural situation, go with a, go with a, a various species, a mixed hedge. So maybe go with white thorn and black thorn and maybe put some evergreen like the holly we were just talking about in through it. So you've got uh, some evergreen which will support a lot of the birds nesting as well. So I don't think it's an either are. I think it's the more the better. Okay. And very finally, Marie, I have two skimmias, male and female, far too big for the shrub bed they are in. If I cut them back, when will I cut them back, even at the risk of losing the flowers of berries for, for this year? If you want to cut them back, I would say probably with the frost, I would hold off a bit. I would probably hold off till February. Uh, so in other words, any berries that are on them now, you'll, you'll get to enjoy them between now and February. Uh, so I would hold off until February because if we do get a cold spell like we had in the last few days, uh, you could do a bit of damage by cutting them back now. Okay, all right. That's where we wrap it up uh, for today. Um, are you are you do you take January off? Do you is that kind of a quiet time for gardeners? <laughs> I like to take January <laughs> off. It's not happening next year. Is it not? Is it not? Back into it. Well, it's a good complaint. Just just very very busy. So uh, yeah, we we don't really have time to take much time off. I'll still. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'll still take Christmas off properly. I'll take the two two or two and a half weeks and enjoy every bit of it. And let me take the opportunity to to, to wish you a happy Christmas and all the listeners, Trish. I hope everybody has a a, a lovely time and a lovely gardening year ahead. Oh, absolutely and uh, many happy returns and thank you you've been wonderful as always and we'll chat you again in 2020 thanks for that Peter look forward to it thank uh, you bye bye that is uh, Peter Dowdle from uh, Peter Dowdle the Irish Gardener.com. planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.